I, I do love you, man. And uh, uh, I want to start by just saying that to each of you. Uh, Jamie and I have loved you and been loved by you, and it has been such a beautiful thing. So if you're a guest this morning, my name is Phil Gold. I've been uh, serving as one of the ministers here uh, for about the last five, almost six years. And it's been a, a true privilege to be able to do that. Uh, to come in, we've been in this church over seven years, and uh, then to be asked to be on staff was such a, a privilege. And to be able to come and minister with you and to you and to be ministered to by you. Uh, it's just been a beautiful thing for us. We're moving uh, to get to our family closer to family. Uh, my mom's uh, 84, and we're going to try to get her closer to my brother uh, so that they can have more time together. Uh, our daughter Brumley, who is uh, nine, uh, is a long ways from her other grandparents, and so we're trying to get there so that uh, Brumley can have more time with not only my mom who lives with us, but with her other grandparents. And we just felt like this is the season when we needed to make that happen and uh, get our family together. That's the whole reason we moved back to Texas in the first place was to be close to family. Um, otherwise, we'd still be in St. Louis. And, uh, but God brought us to this beautiful church and to you. And uh, I just want to say thank you for the way you have leaned into Jesus and the way you have allowed Jesus to lead you and allow Jesus to shape you and to be used by him in this community. And I, I just am so excited that there is a, a future here in San Angelo of faithful people who say, I want Jesus to consume me. I want Jesus to use me so that he gets the glory he deserves in this community. And I know that you are going to handle that well, that you're going to go and use what God has given you to bless the people, bless your neighbors. And so it's been a true privilege to be able to be part of this. Um, you might remember 2020. It was a hard year. There was a, you know, a pandemic and there were protests and all kinds of things that happened. And then 2021, we, we kind of thought it might get easier, um, but it didn't. There was more pandemic and more political turmoil and supply chain issues and all those kinds of things. Uh, and then 2022, we were thinking, okay, maybe it's going to get easier now. And uh, uh, but then we had things like a war in Ukraine and uh, inflation going through the roof and economic struggles and all of these different things happening. And here we are halfway through 2023, and it doesn't really seem like things have gotten much easier either. But I want to tell you that you have something here that's very unique at Johnson Street. And that is you have a gifted group of leaders who are fighting through this hard time to help you be centered on Jesus Christ and to help you know hope and to express hope to others, to let them see Jesus through you and in you. And so right now what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm uh, to read from 2 Timothy. And let, let me just start there. 2 Timothy Two, beginning in verse 8. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. And this is the good news 
that I preach. We could just stop right there. This is the good news that this church brings to the community. Jesus Christ, raised from the dead. Paul continues as he's talking to Timothy. He says, and because I preach this good news, this is Paul's situation, I'm suffering. I've been chained like a criminal. Some of us feel like we've been suffering as we've been going through all this, these difficulties. But he says this, but the word of God cannot be chained. So I'm willing to endure anything if it'll bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those that God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we'll also live with him. If we endure hardship, we'll reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. And if we're unfaithful, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. If there's a passage of scripture I could put into the hearts of each of our leaders as they minister to you and to this church, it would be this one. To remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. This is the gospel we preach. To hold on to this Jesus and to endure all things. So what I'm going to ask is something special right now. I'm going to ask uh, each of our uh, uh, staff, if you would just stand wherever you are in the room, the staff that's in the room. So Elizabeth and Jeff and Stephanie and Mitch and Rhonda and Ivy. Hey, Juan, your staff at Rust Street is da David's preaching somewhere else this morning, or David Ingram will be here. Um, Oh, Sam over here. Scott, hey, you're, you're on staff. Uh, and uh, who else am I missing? It? Oh, there's Melanie. She was hiding behind Mitch. Kara. Kara, standing over here. She was hiding too. Can I just tell you, this is one of the finest staffs I've ever had the privilege of working with. I, I'm going to try to hold this together. I absolutely adore these people and love every one of them. They are Jesus Christ incarnate. They are... Jesus with flesh on and they are some of the most beautiful people and I would just ask that we show them some appreciation if you'd help me do that this morning keep standing okay keep standing so I'd like to ask all of our elders that are here this morning to stand So if I can get past the spotlights in the back, there's Lynn and there's Jeff and there's Dan and there's David and there's David and there's David and Dave and, uh, <laughs> and there's Trey and there's Mark and I know Mark uh, Davis is out of town today and there's Michael and did I miss, I said Mitch, Mitch you get dual role. Um, so who did I miss? I, th I thought I said Jeff, did I say Jeff? I said Dan, didn't I? Uh, did I miss anybody? Okay. Um, wow, these shepherds are, I, I've had the privilege in 35 years of ministry to work with a lot of shepherds. These guys are some of the finest I've ever had the privilege of being in the throne room of God with. 
and they absolutely adore you and they're on their knees for you battling all the time. And I want to show them appreciation this morning too. Will you help me do that? Now, if, if your spouses happen to be with you this morning, if they would go ahead and stand with you. Um, and then what I want to do is I want to pray over these people, and here's what I want to ask us to do. I want to ask if you're nearby them just to surround them, lay hands on them as we pray over them. Would you do that for me this morning? Just gather around them. I know some of us have to get up and move out of our seats. That's okay. But if you're nearby some of these people, would you just surround them and let's pray over them? I want to pray this scripture that we just read over these folks this morning, okay? So I want to take this opportunity to do that. So let's pray. Father, my prayer this morning is that you help us to embrace the work of Jesus Christ that was finished on the cross, that there is victory in our lives because of, of the work of Jesus and that, God, we are a saved people, not because of anything we've done, but because of what he accomplished. And so that's first and foremost, God, that we, we praise you for the work of Jesus Christ. He is our only hope, God. He, he is the one who intercedes on behalf of us. And so this morning, God, we want to intercede with Jesus on behalf of these leaders that serve this church so faithfully. And we ask that you bless their marriages and their families and give their bodies and their minds uh, complete health, Father. That, Father, you would just pour yourself into them. And that, God, they would remember always Jesus Christ and the work that Jesus has done, that Jesus, risen from the dead, is the one who gives us our hope and our joy. And so, God, would you just help them in that this morning? God, also, would you help them to remember that the Word of God is not chained, it is not bound and God, would you just melt the hearts of each of these leaders and strengthen their souls, God, by your very word today. And Father, would you change what might look hopeless as they look deep into your word and they see the hope that is there as you express yourself each day. Help them to meditate on your word day and night, Father, as, as Paul tells Timothy here. And Father, I pray that you would help them to endure all things for us, for our sake, God, that, that we might not be people who give up, that we might be people who endure, that we might be people who, who move through. So would you help them to endure any criticisms, any letdowns, any losses that this season has brought through, through the last several years? And God, will you give them wisdom and guidance as they lead in our church, as they help to make disciple makers? And Father, will you give them a power and a creativity that they've never had before, they never dreamed they could have to help lead this church forward as they love this community. And God, finally, I ask that you help them as this passage talks about rest in your faithfulness. That whether we're faithful or not, God, that we know that you're a faithful God. And so God, will you help them to to understand that you've called them to lead in a time such as this. That, God, you've asked them to step, and step up and serve you and to serve your kingdom and serve this church and this city. And so, Father, help them to know that, that you didn't ask them to do that and then just say, figure it out. 
you are there with them, faithfully walking with them, empowering them and equipping them. And so, God, help them to never forget these things this morning. Thank you for this beautiful leadership team who serves us so faithfully. They are such a gift. But, God, they are, they are people who are full of humility, who want to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And so this morning... As a church, our prayer is that you use us to come alongside of them and to lift them, that daily we'd be praying for them, that they might always remember Jesus, our resurrected King, and it's in him that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Be seated. So, so where do you go on your, your last Sunday? What do you do? I, I mean, there's, there's stuff all over the, this Bible that I, I wanted to share. And so uh, as I rehearsed this and prepared for this morning, I, I just thought I'd tell you the next 94 and a half minutes are going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> kind of. No, I'm kidding. Um, but there were several passages that really stood out to me, and, and, and it was really hard to, to narrow it down. But I want to take us to Hebrews chapter 13, and I want to start there this morning. Hebrews chapter 13, beginning in verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and he ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May that God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, who is the great shepherd, may he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. And may he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that's pleasing to him, so that all glory may go to him forever and ever. Amen. As I thought about what I wanted to pray over you and what I wanted you to hear this morning, it's this. That our great God, this God of peace, who was able to resurrect Jesus from the dead, he can and he will equip you with everything that you need this day with every good thing that's pleasing to him so that he gets the glory. That's the first thing I wanted to say to you. I'm praying that prayer over you as we leave this place, that God will equip you and fill you with the same power that he raised Jesus from the dead with. I just saw John right there. I missed you all ago, John. Sorry. The next passage that came to my mind is Luke chapter 10. So I'm going to read this. It's a little lengthy, but I want to read this to us to make us familiar with the passage and what happens here again. Because Jesus has been with his disciples and he's been, he's been uh, imparting in them a, uh, a courage and a message. He's been putting in them a message about the kingdom of God. And he's been, been sharing with them that 
they are equipped, that they are powerful through him to do the work of sharing this message of the kingdom of God. And so it says here that, that the Lord Jesus now chose 72 other disciples and he sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places that he planned to visit. So he sends them ahead of, these, of him to these places that he's going to go to. Verse 2, these were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any extra money or any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Verse 5, whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. And if those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they're not, the blessing will return to you. Verse 7, do not move around from home to home, but stay in one place eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. Verse 8, if you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever's set before you. Heal the sick and tell them, the kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into the streets and say, we wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we've abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. Verse 12, I assure you, even wicked Sodom would be better off than such a town on Judgment Day. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did and you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their head to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, you'll be honored in heaven. Will you be honored in heaven? No, you'll go down to the place of the dead. And then he said to the disciples, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. So when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Verse 19, look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them, and nothing will injure you. He, he's, he's given them these instructions to go out in these towns that he's going to go to and minister. And he said, go, and, and he, he wants them to understand, and I think you and I need to understand this too. That, that we are equipped with the power that we, need to go, that we need in order to go out and share this message of the kingdom of heaven. But verse 20 is the verse that, that really strikes me. So after verse 19, back up, sorry. Verse 19, he says, look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Verse 20, he says this. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Hey, church, if I could just encourage you with one final thought. Uh, well, sorry, there's another thought. If I could just encourage you with the thought here. God's equipped you with great power and a 
a holy, beautiful, perfect message. But more than the success of your work on this earth, the success of your ministry, what you need to be rejoicing in is the fact that your name is written in heaven. That is a beautiful thing. Okay. I, the last thing I want to share is something that you've seen a bunch. Go ahead and go to the, uh, that last slide I have, please. Johnson Street Church of Christ, partners of God. To embrace each other as followers of Jesus and to engage our community with his transforming love. I love that statement. Because I think it sums up what our ministry together really is. It's saying, God, use us, consume us, make us yours. We're here to be used by you. We're going to take care of each other. But we're also going to do the work of taking care of your community that you've put us in. So as you move forward, church, these leaders that God has given you, these are empowered people who are humbly accepting the challenge of serving you and leading you. And I pray that together that you rise up recognizing the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is within you so that we can take the message of the kingdom to those around us. Father, thank you for the privilege of being able to be your child, of being one of the redeemed of being your son and your daughter. And you've entrusted us with something very special, and that is the message of the kingdom, the message of hope. And my prayer, God, is that you help us to be willing to just be consumed by you, that we would endure whatever hardships there might be, that, God, we would rest in your faithfulness. That, God, we would know that we are a people empowered by your Spirit. Thank you for Johnson Street. Thank you for the, the years that have gone before us, but more than that, for the years that are ahead of this church. As we faithfully lean into you to do your will in this community. We love you, God. It's in Jesus that we pray. Amen. So, all the songs this morning, I don't know if Jeff said this earlier, were my favorites. And so I got to pick all the songs this morning. Um, uh, you don't often get to do that. You don't ever get to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but he was really gracious to me this morning. Thank you. Um, but we're going to sing another one of those right now that I absolutely love. Um, it's the song One Day, right? That's where, okay. Good, because it makes what I was about to say much better. <laughs>
But in the song it says, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Can I just tell you that as our family's hearts are uh, very tender this morning, there is a day of rejoicing we're all going to have together one day, whether we embrace each other on this earth again or not. One day, we'll all stand together in glory. And I cannot praise God enough for that. And I can't wait to see you again. Let's stand.